Welcome to my show and today we have a very special guest and his name is Eugene Te. Eugene, I've been dying to meet you. Thank you so much, Anjoli. <laughs> I've been uh, you know, a big fan of your show. Oh, Every week you. I would come and watch without fail. <laughs> yes, exactly, because you're behind a computer. <laughs> right. So and different to be here for a change, to yeah, sit here yeah, and have to a chat sit with here you. And that's why you don on a very, very good looking, uh, very nice piece of uh, clothing. Yes, I dressed up for you. Yeah, I know. And even in my favourite colour. That's right, because I know yellow and red my my hot color yeah right? yes. so hear me wearing hot <laughs> exactly so you know for those people who don't know i know eugene for a couple of years now and there's certain things about him that i uh <laughs> you know as much as i love him as a friend but i also don't dare to go into the things that he does so i'll get eugene to share more about what do you do <laughs> okay uh well by day i'm a solutions designer for a tech firm that's the boring stuff yes. uh, you know it, it's, it's really the nuts and bolts of uh, tech play but mm. at night i mm. actually run a website yeah. and a portal called supernatural confessions mm -hmm. and it started off like many years ago from my own personal experience i started a, a website to just to share my story just yeah. get it off my chest okay and ever since then people have been sending their confessions to me and all they want to do was just find like-minded individuals who they can actually open up to and yeah. uh, because today's topic is going to be about mental wellness mm. actually this ties in very nicely with that yeah. a lot of times people just keep all these stories to themselves and they don't let it out mm. and it's not good for their health and yep. when they get a chance to share these stories with people mm. who would believe them yep. uh, to them it's a form of therapy yeah and that's why i started this whole website yeah. as well oh i agree yeah. i agree yeah in fact i think mental wellness is going to be something we would like to talk yeah. about today but you know we also today is a very special month we are in this very very special <laughs> month that is uh eugene's i think specialty <laughs> so he has been trying to nudge me and uh, convince me but until today i think i have still not uh, i'm still not convinced you know or motivated to go to one of your exhibition or your, <laughs> yes, your orientation or yeah yeah, yeah. you know one would imagine that as a funeral director you'll be more accustomed to things from the other side or at the very least uh, things that people are afraid of but it's, it's an irony right yeah so you know the funny thing is that uh, when people ask me about it that the fact is they often ask me this question mm. like oh Angelie you've been in this line do you see things mm. Mm. and then yeah a very common question and then I say no I've not seen things I've, I've seen date people but <laughs> when you say things you know they always mean something else but I do feel I, I do sense yeah. like uh, maybe I'm not alone and I always don't think of them as being, you know, uh, with any harbor, any ill intention. Mm, mm -hmm. So usually maybe, you know, souls that don't know where they should go yeah. next, right? Yeah. And what I remember when I was living alone, I keep saying, you know, just follow the light, follow the light. Mm. I mean, funeral should be always, the way I see funeral is mm. that it is life graduation ceremony, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, we've gone through so many, you know, education. So you graduate from university. Mm. So you have this big, I remember my graduation ceremony, I don't know about you, but I didn't have a big party. Mm. And my mom was telling me, go for your graduation trip, you know? Uh, and, and, and her point of view was that I will never get to travel again because mm. she still live in a very olden mindset that yeah that's it you know you'll be like working <laughs> nine to five yeah you'll be stuck in Singapore it's mm. very hard for you to get a, a leave mm. um, but I guess it's also when I view funeral as live graduation ceremony yeah. it sort of make me think about 
on that day, what will people talk about me? Who mm. will attend the ceremony? What are the things that people will remember me by? You know. So then, in that case, shouldn't it make more sense to have a funeral before you actually die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I love the concept of living funeral. Mm. And I think like uh, so, living funeral for some of you who don't know is basically having a farewell party where you're still alive, but you know you you get to hear what other people says about you yeah. and what you want to say to other people. Yeah. Because yeah. usually at a funeral, you are the zutiao. You know, uh. you're the meat, le- uh, the, the the main lead, but yeah. you can't. You can't uh, reply or yeah. respond to the things that people say or like, re- you know, resolve some of the uh, misunderstanding no, maybe. Putting it yeah. that way, now it sounds like living funeral makes more sense than yeah. dead funeral. <laughs> so we might, we might actually see a shift in mindset yeah. in time to come where mm. funeral would be as big a deal as wedding, but mm. you don't do it after death. You do yeah. it when you're still alive. I, I think every birthday right mm. that you you could actually make it like a sort of a living funeral in a way if you would like to say all your yeah. goodbyes bid, bid them wh- whatever it is because i think a lot of people they always procrastinate like mm. what if uh, you don't have tomorrow mm. so sometimes when i'm i'm planning my own things i also feel that i don't have a lot of time i feel like i, I want to make a lot of time for yeah. certain things uh, and that's one of the reason why you know we talk about parenthood that uh, I really cherish every moment I have mm. with my child, mm. and and whenever I could, and similarly like you, yeah. you know, we make effort to spend time and just be present with them, and and I think that's key for for being in this line, and I think mm. even you, we always talk about this topic, right? Being present and yeah. being present, being present. In, uh, your son's life or your child's life. Mm. That's 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 a very big deal because it means more to them in mm. their, their growing years and it means a lot to their mental development mm, as well mm, right mm. Um, especially when it comes to young children I mean we are talking about this this topic today and I think just a while ago yeah. there was a an incident very unfortunate incident yeah. about a kid who who snapped mm. or something happened mentally and then other lives were lost so yeah. it's not just the person who died that mm. is a lost you have now two lives and families who are wrecked mm. and the nation right we yeah. are grieving and wondering what what could have been what happened in that mind and what could we have done but I, I think mental wellness let's come to that later because yeah. I think I do want to know Eugene Tay what okay. makes Eugene Tay right what make you start your supernatural uh, the confession of a supernatural and, and, and I think that's that's the part where I remember when I saw your page I was like oh this guy is interesting almost the same uh, name as my my book you know confession yeah, of a funeral yeah. director <laughs> I saw that as well. I, yes. I remember the first we didn't time steal I actually. from you, just. In <laughs> I mean, confession is just a generic word. But you remember yes. the very first time I met you? I told you yeah. I had a incident in your uh, the live celebrant headquarters with uh, the gentleman, Dennis. Right? Yeah. Was it Dennis? Dennis. Yes. So. Oh, so it was you. I forgot someone told me, and then I was like, "Who is that person?" Oh. So my very first time meeting uh, meeting you. Yes. Uh, going for an interview in your office, yeah. I had a what I thought was a supernatural <laughs> experience. And I was spooked. Uh, so very quickly, I'm just going to yes. re- retell the story. Uh, so I walked in, and if you have not seen the live celebrant's office, it's, you walked in, it's a very nice place, and there's a hidden door. You don't know there's a door there, yes. right? So it's like, and behind that, that's where the, the, um, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, the live celebrant, uh, showers, the of, showers love, of love is, right? right? Where yeah. the bodies would be. So mm-hmm. that was my very first time meeting anyone in the funeral industry. Oh. So I had no idea, no <laughs> yes. clue what to expect. But obviously, when you have a room where you know uh, the deceased are being tended to, a lot of imagination, oh, yes. right? Yes, a lot exactly. of imagination will just start to play. So I was sitting there 
And when I walked into uh, Showers of Love, I saw an elderly man, mm-hmm. right? On Heinz, obviously now he's not that old, but when <laughs> yeah. I saw him, he looks like an elderly man. He turned and smiled at me, mm. and he waved, and he went through the door, right? So I'm like, okay. He didn't walk through the door. He just <laughs> he opened the door, the door went, through, <laughs> went through the doorway. He didn't walk through the door. Yeah. He went through the doorway. Just to, just to clarify, <laughs> yeah. okay. And so I sat there. I was like, okay, then, you know, that's interesting. Mm, one lone old man waving to me, smiling, and went off. And he said nothing, right? He said nothing at all. <laughs> just just smile and. Okay, so I spoke to uh, a cello and uh, yeah. um, I think this other girl, um, Yue Sing, and they said, oh, let me show you around. Mm. So they brought me into the other room and I was like, oh, actually, they said, that's where the bodies will be and we will clean this, that's where the family members mm. will be and I see no other exit in this place. <laughs> so I said, where could that old man be? <laughs> right? <laughs> and oh I said, God. I swear there was someone here, you know? They said, no, there's no one around, there's no one around. <laughs> yeah, that only Nobody the, knew... Yeah, I think it was much later than I told you that. Are you talking about Dennis? Oh, you saw him? No, yeah, because I said, then, in that point in time, I totally believe I saw the spirit of a deceased wave and smile at me for the longest time. <laughs> okay. Until I went to the office again, uh-huh. and I saw him him sitting there, <laughs> smiling at me and waving. I was like, Again? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to talk him. <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> then I realized there was a secret door behind yeah, yeah, yeah. that room that There's he could go up to the office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so maybe you can share, you know, like you mentioned about mental wellness earlier, about why you started Confession of yeah. the, oh, the this Supernatural. Is, this is a good one. Um, so I wrote a book. Mm. And writing a book is not easy. Yeah. And writing a book is not something, in, at least in Singapore, mm. it's a career choice. Mm. So when I wrote my book was because I had two years of mental anguish experiencing mm. the paranormal. Okay. And it's not easy, I tell you. Uh, we all look at movies, we talk about ghost stories around campfire and it's always fun because mm. it's always one-off. Mm. You see a shadow, you see something that you thought might be a ghost and that's it. Mm. I spent two years with someone who was very close to me and I had to see through a possession case oh. for two years. Oh gosh. And of course, he has a very strong impact on, on yeah. upon me mm. and I saw things that I can't explain the human mind wants to explain things away mm. uh, you know you, you see the chair move it must be the wind even though it's yeah. not mm. plausible but you would want to find meaning to it uh, I've come to a point where I can no longer find reasons to substantiate that this is rational thought okay uh, for example I would put floor on the floor and I challenge the entity I said come come and show yourself mm. and fo- footsteps will appear mm. you know uh, so things like that happened in front of me and after I went through the whole ordeal uh, the person that I was trying to save was saved yeah. but I bear the scars mm. of a caregiver mm. the person who's possessed don't remember the possession it's like, it's like a dream and yeah. it's fading off but the caregiver sits on the front row day in day out dealing with all this oh yeah. Right. So for sure, I couldn't pick up the phone and call Ang Jolie if, if I knew you back then and says, "Let me tell you what happened." <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Or for that matter, there's a lot of people that you just can't talk to with okay. regards to supernatural. Mm. If you have a criminal case, mm. you have a spousal marriage case, you can mm. go for you know, therapy, you can go for consultancy, uh, crime, you can go to lawyers, you can go to police, medical issues, you can go to the the, the, the doctors. Mm. But when it's supernatural, you don't really have a lot of options mm. to talk to anyone. Uh, so I ended up writing a book as a form of closure and therapy for myself. Mm. That's when people started calling me and emailing me and says they too have experiences like that. Oh, wow. And they just didn't want money, didn't want fame. <coughs> they, it, it was a lot of time spent writing and talking about the experiences. Mm. So you got to kind of ask yourself, why 
are they doing this? Mm. Right? If there's n- absolutely no ROI. Yep. And then because I was in that seat before, I realized mm. it's it's really just about talking to somebody yeah. who empathizes with you, who understands your journey without judgment. Mm. And so that's how Supernatural Confessions as a platform came about where we say we're trying to destigmatize the idea that the supernatural doesn't exist and that your own experience seeing a ghost is false. Mm. And I think the best part, the best part I have to say is probably that you provided what we call a safe space mm. for people to share yeah. and then to let them know that there's no judgment, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that has something to talk about mental wellness. Like, perhaps people didn't know who to talk to mm. and even like you said, people who they talk to will just shut them down and say, oh, you know, uh, don't be silly. And, 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 and it sort of like undermine what they have been through it's exactly. sort of like oh you know like something's wrong with you but but that's why you mentioned about mental wellness mm. earlier but was there any time any it, were you considered that as one of your darkest time when you were the oh, caregiver one of my darkest not wow. not the only dark times mm. uh, there were career uh, pitfalls there mm. were a romance pitfall so i think when you look at me, and most mm. people look at us, right? Oh, Ang Julie is so strong. You know, look at her. She's so, so uh, you know, articulate. She's so f- confident. She walked with, with so much uh, uh, pride and, and, and sh- surety. And Eugene, you know, he speaks so well. You know, he, he, the, these two shouldn't have any problems in life. Mm. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Actually, people like us, and I would, I would imagine, I do not know your story yet, but maybe you can share this later on, but people like us actually we suffer the most mm. because all the more we can't talk about it. We don't know how to talk about it. And because we are so gung-ho and always out there and trying new things, mm. the more out there you are, the more likely higher yeah, chance right? of failing, right? Yeah, I, I think, you know, like uh, we definitely... In, in a lot of people's eyes and I think some people will always say that oh Anjali you're successful or Anjali you're that but I always describe myself like a swan you know like uh-huh. you know you see like swan it's like so graceful <laughs> right they glide but then when you look underneath <laughs> yeah, like maybe you're apparently like crazy right? and I think you and I we both have this a uh, similar story as well where most importantly is to pick yourself up and then continue again and I do agree that you said you know sometimes people who are climbing uh, they are as high and they climb so high but I also seen and hear and I've also taken care mm. of people who have taken uh, a different road mm. you know when they decided that this is too much their ego can't take it they don't want to show people uh-huh. that they are a failure and then they take another path right we, which is why we talk about mental wellness yeah. we come to that later but but I really think that um, it's really important to find a safe space mm. a safe group of people to to just be able to be vulnerable yeah. with them right and, and I think when you show your vulnerability you actually emerge stronger oh, over yeah. time but what about in your journey you know I, I'm I don't know how how have you ever <laughs> yeah. been ever in a position where you are the happiest <laughs> in, in I don't yeah. know like supernatural to me tell me man you, you know enlighten me <laughs> I'm a generally happy person yeah, um, I I, I have something what I call the mindfulness exercise that I do mm. every day like I cannot meditate to save my life mm. but I go through a mindfulness exercise okay. every night before I sleep what do you do? I recollect what happened the whole mm. day the people I've met the things mm. I've heard the things I've said mm. so I do a mental checklist of have mm. I done right by my standards nice. have I um, gone through a situation that I should not be in maybe it's because it's toxic mm. so I be mindful be, 
be be aware, right? Aware, yeah. And I think part of part of being aware, being mindful, is the first step to dealing with with stress, mm. because then you know and you take check, you take stock every day yes. before things get too bad, and then you you don't know what to do. Because mm. if you take stock every day, it's like cleaning your house little bit by little bit by little I bit, right? It's, it's your, it's your mm. housekeeping. Mm. Literally, it's your mental housekeeping. Yep. And sometimes you're like, okay, you know, I'm not happy with this thing today, but is it bad enough for me to harbor that ill intent of tomorrow? Mm. No, la, let it go. So <coughs> I never, and this is the advice I would give everyone mm. about how I re- remain happy, never go to bed angry. Wow. Resolve all your emotions. If you cannot resolve because it's based on someone else, mm. then you got to come to terms that you cannot control. It's not within your control. Absolutely. And so if it's not within your control, then let it go. Yes, yes. And I wake up every day with a, with a bounce in my step, you know. Mm. And obviously, there are times where, you know, I get hit with things that I cannot solve. Mm. But because I've gone through enough failures and success, failures and success, yep. you know that the next failure, even though no matter how bad it is, mm. you will find a way to get out. I, I, I agree that I, I like how you call it, you know, your mind, um, you know, it's like housekeeping because many years ago when I did this uh, exercise mm. where I listened to this recording, is like a podcast as well, and it talks about how our mind is like a worried mom mm. that always tells you, like, don't do this, don't do that, because they always becomes your worried mom. And I remember he said in the beginning, which I was like quite skeptical, where he said that you can control your mind. You mm. are not your mind. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean? My mind is my mind. What do you mean by my <laughs> mind is not me, you know? So there was this part uh, which makes me want to understand what he was trying to talk mm. about, how our mind and how we can control our mind. And I love what you said because he, co- he, he, he sort of uh, used an analogy where your mind is like a garden, right? Mm. If you don't remove the weeds, you will have all, th- all of this like parasite that will be growing. So every time you need to remove all these like toxic uh, thoughts or like people that you shouldn't need in your life. I know sometimes people will say, oh yeah, it's so easy for you to say it. But it takes a lot of practice, practice. right? Sometimes, yes, you fall back. I, I remember like, I fall back again. I will be very aware and then I will say, okay, this time I take maybe two months uh, to mm. get over something. Okay, next time, one month. Next time, two weeks. So I sort of give myself that kind of time frame mm. to lesson. And I like what you said, you know, the mindfulness. In fact, I would think that one of the subjects that people or, or our government should implement or start is meditation or even just mindful, mm. mindfulness, you know, having this mindfulness. And you mentioned the word awareness. So there's a lot of times when I was going through some of the self-motivational mm-hmm. um, seminars and I remember they said awareness before change, ABC, awareness before change. Wow. Before you change, you need to be aware. But every time I'm like, no, I disagree. So I said, mm, why do I disagree? So my version, okay, this is the first time I sh- I'm sharing this okay. on the air. I believe in AAABC, which is first you need to be aware that you have such a problem or you have such an issue that causes you know, hurt to some people or you have certain things mm. that you believe you need change. First, you need to be aware. Mm. Second, you must accept mm. that this is something that is yours because if you are aware but you don't <laughs> accept it what's the point right <laughs> yeah no change can happen <laughs> yes, from that exactly and then the third a is you must agree to change mm. because i find that a lot of times when you know like example mm. very simple example if you're asking someone to quit smoking yeah right and i never believe that quitting smoking should be for someone else mm. because it has to come from you yeah. you must 
be aware that smoking is harmful for someone else, you must accept that this is an issue. Because mm. if you don't accept it, then so what if you are aware? That you must accept this is an issue. And third, you must agree that yes, I would like to quit smoking. So to me, it's A, 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 B, C. I've I totally agree. <laughs> Thanks. Right. We learn from each other. We learn yeah. from people. That's why having guests on my show, I, I love, you know, just listening to you talk about. And I think we, we always share very similar mindset yeah. about, uh, you know, living life to the fullest and that part about your exercise every day. Mm. I, I think that is very, very crucial. Have you figured out what worked for you? Like to be aware, mm. accept and to agree with the change. Uh, people meditate, mm. people people run, exercise. Mm -hmm. What is your go-to to come to terms with that? Um, one of the things, yeah, going to the beach. <laughs> Being by myself, yes, I did it a few days ago where I just really needed my me time. Mm. So I went to the beach alone. Uh, thank God for the heightened measures so not many people on the <laughs> beach. And usually on a weekday, if I can sneak one or two hours off, it's just for me to recharge, right? I need vitamin D. Mm -hmm. So I have the sun, I have the sea. And then I'll just lie there listening but that's also another thing that i do quite a lot is uh to be in that present and sometimes you be see in the moment as i call yeah. it yeah <laughs> and then you suddenly like maybe you're talking to uh, angeli and then <laughs> i'm maybe like drifting away because <laughs> i'm actually thinking of like okay something is affecting me mm. but i don't want my emotions i want to control my emotions so i want to be able to like what you said, right? You can't control someone else's uh, action and emotion, but you can only control your emotion mm. or reaction. So, yeah. So, that's to me, definitely the beach. Uh, drinking maybe helps me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Meditate and, and actually sports. The same, you know, sports, mm. I think, is another way where uh, I get to free my mind and just be aware of... I, I think number one, and I, I bet you do agree on this as well, because so many times we feel that which is actually your own voice, mm. right? A lot of times I wonder, like, is this someone else's voice in my mm. head or is it my own voice? Is mm. it my instinct? And I need to clear that because I need to know, like, hey, this sounds familiar, but it's not my voice, you know? It's just someone who pr probably wanted to pour mm. water and then uh, tell me that, oh, Angelie, it can't be done, it can't be done. So I need to be able to sieve that out. Yeah. So which is why the mindful exercise worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned this, mm. um, I mean, initially, I don't think people would come to a very clear understanding mm. of what works for you, right? So for 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 many of us, it's about discovering it. Yeah, right? trying to. So you're trying mm. to error what works for you. And I was uh, so going to share with you something I've never shared in public. Oh, yeah? This I'm is first so time. Lucky. Right? You guys are so lucky too. Because... Mm -hmm. I, I totally forgot about this incident until we brought up today's mm -hmm. topic. And then it came flooding back to me. So I was in a state of depression about 2016. Mm. Um, very few people know about this because, again, you don't go out there and talk about depression. We always say, sure. you don't want to go there and tell people you know, your sad life story. Mm. So you keep your sad life story to yourself. Mm. And because being a man also we don't think we are depressed. Mm. You know, there is that layer of uh, masculinity oh there, God, the so alpha right. male of, mm. no, I cannot be depressed. Yeah. It is not me. It's, yeah. not, it's not alpha. It's not manly to be depressed, right? So for men who actually suffers from depression, it's even worse because they, no one knows, including yes. themselves. Yes. And I only knew about it because a friend, a female friend pointed out, her name is Sheena, Sheena Chan, uh, married to a good friend of mine called Elton Paul Epps. And mm. she... She said, Eugene, I've been asking you to come over to our house to play games yep. for the last one month, but 
you rejected us time after time. Mm. In the 20 odd years that I've known you, wow. I've never seen you reject game. Wow. And on top of that, you're giving away all your stuff that oh. means something. Because I'm a collector. Mm. And when I don't find meaning in the stuff that I own or I don't want to do the things I love anymore, then people around me can actually see, even though I didn't know. Yes. And they said, why did you go and talk to a friend of ours? Okay. His name is Chester Tanyo. Yes. Passed away already from cancer. So I met him in August. Mm. This is the month of August. About about this time, right? Mm. And I sat down with him and we had a good chat all the way till morning. Wow. And he said he's suffering from chronic depression. And he identifies what depression is. Okay. But he couldn't get out. Mm. But he hoped that I can. So for that whole day, women will sit down and talk about their problems. Men don't. So he did not talk to me about my problems. He just said one line in that first five minutes and he just left it. Right? And oh. the whole night, for like all the way to daybreak, we did nothing but play Pokemon Go. Because that time Poke 2016 yeah. Pokemon Go just came out. And obviously I was thinking what he said. Sure. But I, w I didn't feel pressured because he was not constantly talking about that. Mm. And I guess for myself and after I realized I talked to most men, we don't like to talk about problems. Yes. But at the same time, we do just want someone there mm. who knows. Mm. And what I learned about this later on is called holding space. You can mm. go and research this. It's called holding yeah, space where you, you're just there and you allow that safe space to happen. Exactly. So I was allowed to then express myself nice. and to come to my own conclusion mm. that maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm depressed, right? Then awareness. Yes. Then you need to know what you're going to do about <laughs> yes. that. And then I said, okay, I, I started to accept and agree that I am suffering from depression. Mm. Then what do I do? Yeah. Right? How do I get out of it? Right? Saying, saying now I know, saying don't be depressed, saying get over it, it's easy. But when you are feeling it, it's numb. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you really need to have a system shocked. Mm. And no, at this time, I did not seek help still. Mm. Mm. I had to figure it out on my own. So what I did was, I was, fortunately, I stopped drinking, I stopped smoking back then. I mean, mm. I could have just gone down vice route and just mm. start to indulge, right? But I did not. Mm. I, I ended up going for runs, going for physical exercise, nice. doing, doing everything I possibly can different from today. Okay. The rationale here is this. If your current state of life is making you feel down, then the only option is to try everything else other than what you're doing right now. Yep. 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 You're here. You can only go up. Yeah. Right? So I tried workout, I tried, you know, at that time I was quite hot. Like, I was really <laughs> working out. You're still hot. Aww. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I brought my, I, I went to the beach, Pasir mm, Beach, right? Mm. But I'm not a sun and sand and sea guy. So I saw these rocks on the, on okay. the beach, right? Yeah. I took each rock. So I, I went back home and I got my bag, my, my army bag. Mm. I came back down to the beach. I got a marker. Mm. On each of a rock, a piece of rock, I write something that means something to me. Mm. That I cannot let go. That you know, I, I just these are the burdens that I cannot let go. Yeah. I wrote I fill up my bag. Yeah. And then I started to walk. And I walk the route that you cannot get a grab or you cannot get a taxi. Oh wow. So from Pasiris I walked to Changi. From Changi I walked Coastal Hope. Mm. You know that, that whole yeah. So by the time you are there, it's too late to turn back. Yes. You know, so you, you have, have only go. one way yeah. to go, right? Because wow. turning back is just as long. So you mm. only can walk forward. So I put myself in a situation where there is no turning back. Mm. I walked until my shoulder was blistered. The skin was coming out. Then I put down my back. Mm. I open my back and I take a piece of rock. Yeah. And everyone, everything is obviously very important to me. Even symbolically, mm. right? Obviously these are rocks, but they have stuff Europe, to turn yeah. it, right? And 
it's very tough to pick which one you want to throw away. Yes. But yet at the same time, it's so heavy. What are you going to do with your burden? You cannot walk anymore, mm. right? And you want to get a cap, also don't have. Mm. So I had to, I, re- I remember this, I just grabbed one piece of rock. I didn't even know what the hell I grabbed. Mm. Because all of them are equally important. And if you have to throw one, then you just randomly find one and throw away. True. So I picked one I threw. I walked next 100 meter. The bag is just as heavy. Second time was a bit easier. Mm. The third time was easier. The fourth, the fifth, the sixth, you really don't care anymore. You're just throwing <laughs> things out of your bag already, right? And I, I remember this was like a very poignant time. Where by the time I reached Tana Mira, it was dawn, like six plus. Okay. The sun was starting to rise. Yeah. And I had one piece of rock left. Okay. I took it. I could have turned it over to see what it was. I didn't care. I didn't want to know. Oh, wow. I threw the rock into the drain mm. and my bag was empty. Mm. And in that moment, magically, it's as if a switch just turned on by itself. Mm. I've let go of my burdens. Oh. Then immediately the next day, I was okay. Wow. So, so I think all of us who are going through a certain crisis, it's no point just listening to what your friend is doing. Like the, the, the things that you do, you can share with me the best of intentions. Sure. It may not work. Yep. That I agree. You just kind of kind of figure it out. So just yeah. do something and I think that kind of saved my life. Yeah. And a few months after that, uh, my friend passed away. Mm. And I like the word you use, which is holding space, mm. right? Because I've been to quite a few uh, seminars where the best thing about going for all these like motivational talks, like T Half Acre, uh, I've done. Usually, I I really follow just uh, Half Acre's, uh, you know, his 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 um, warrior camp and mm. etc. And the reason why I remember this, and I didn't do it with anyone that I know. Mm. I was I was just doing it by myself. I was really lost. I was at a point where. I didn't really know where I was going. So really? I was when was this? Yeah, I had I it. I want to hear the story <laughs> now. You gotta, you gotta share with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been... There's a lot of, you know... Actually, when people see my life, I actually was uh, down quite a lot mm. when I was in my 20s. My dad passed away when I was 24. Mm. Um, then I was in, you know, relationship where I mentioned earlier, I keep falling for the wrong guy. And, and there was so many things. And then I think at the age of 26, I was very helpless, like mm. aimless. Like, I don't know where I want to go. Yeah. And I started attending T. Half Eckers seminar. I think it was 20, uh, 2006 and 2007 when mm. he came. And I took up his series of like all the seminars. It was, yeah, I spent money because I felt it was important for me. And I remember there were people who think like, oh my God, he's not good. Or like, oh, you should go to Tony, uh, Tony, Tony Robbins. Robbins yeah. But again, everyone is different, right? Yeah. So, but I believe that uh, T.F. Ecker was my mentor because I really like his style mm. and he spoke to my heart. And so I went for his. And, and I remember during that time, um, I went for all his course, but it was, and something that he said, and I really, really admire, and mm. until today I still admire him, is that he mentioned something that, you know, don't be a seminar junkies. Yeah, and like, oh, it's just a feel good. You come to seminar, you feel good, and then you go back to society, there's so many negativity, you yeah. go back. Then the next thing you go to a seminar, you get high again, then you go back to society. No, he didn't want that. Mm. And he said, it's a constant work on yourself. And I remember this vividly, and just now when you were sharing, like, that how you continue to walk, even though it was very heavy. And that also reminded me that when I was in my darkest days, mm. I always tell myself one step at a time one step at mm. a time because if you keep thinking of the big picture yeah. you will feel my god it's so far 
But if you just say it's okay, it's an accomplishment that I take one step today, okay, give yourself credit. Great job, you move mm, one step. Mm. Okay, tomorrow another step. And when I was really really lost at a point, I also went for uh, meditation. Goosebumps. <laughs> just hearing you talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we, we okay. share right, and and I went to this pasana meditation. I remember I was so helpless at a point in time, and I didn't talk to anybody. Mm. Not because. Uh, I didn't want to be vulnerable But I always felt Nobody would understand Just mm. like when my dad passed away I didn't talk to anybody I just felt like Nobody would understand yeah. When my aunt has cancer When I was 15 mm. I didn't talk to anybody I just became bulimic I just Everything was in Like imploding inside yeah. But I just don't want to show it Because I don't know How to share yeah. I just felt like Nobody is going to hold That space for me mm. And I, I don't know How to hold it And, I, and we, we didn't know All this right so I remember going to Vipassana meditation. Um, I was really desperate. Met a friend, and this friend I have to tell, he, he, like this guy, he's so funny. He's like, okay, you you should consider Vipassana. I said, yeah, okay. He gave me the website, and then so I was I happened to be in US. I was attending MGRT conference, and I was really desperate at a point in time. So I went on to the website. I remember it was really early in the morning. I was like, I'm going to just go for it. Mm. So the minute I was touching down from US, my flight, the next day I'm flying to India. So while I was in US, I texted him and said, hey, I did what you told me to do, which is to go to Vipassana meditation mm. for 10 days. No phone, no nothing. I don't know whether you heard of it, but... Is, this, is, that, is that like a silent retreat? Or yes, silent, silent retreat. retreat yeah. right? So okay. you don't have your phone, you don't have your laptop, oh. nothing at all, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So then I texted him like, oh, just to let you know, I booked myself, I'm going to fly on this date. Mm. And I'm touching down on the day before, right? And he was so funny. He said, I'm going to meet you. We need to meet. So I said, huh? Didn't you tell me to go for it? Mm. So when I met him, he's like, don't go for it. I said, you told me to go for it. He's like, no, but if you go for it, you cannot give up. You need to go through this 10 days. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm committed to this 10 days. Then he's like, no, but you, you can't take it. You know, you, you need to talk to people. You, <laughs> yeah. you need your phone. You, you know, you, you don't go. So, I, was, I was just thinking that too. It's like, Ang Jolie, yes. going without a phone and talking to people for 10 days. <laughs> so, so he was really, really sweet. And, and a really, really nice guy. Um, and he said to me that, look, okay. So I actually did it in India. Mm. And I did it where Vipassana first started, the Dharma Center. And he told me like, okay, here's the deal. You will only go for it if I send my driver to pick you up from Bombay Airport, drive you three hours to the Dharma Center, 10 days later, pick you up, drive you back to Bombay. Yeah. That's the only deal that you can go. I said, deal. But you know, the, the easiest was really not talking for me. Not talking, oh. really. The easiest What's was the that. journey like? Yeah, so wow, your house you, the first day like? My first day, because you can't talk to anybody, so yeah. you, you can't look into anyone's eyes because you need to look down. So it's really, really going inward. Mm. And the easiest was not talking. The hardest was the noise, the chatter in your mind. Because every time when you meditate, something will tell you to like move, you know, like, oh, it's so uncomfortable here. That mind, that, that, that chatter in your mm. mind is so hard to silence. And I always call it like the monkey mind, mm. right? Because you want to silence it. And I think, yeah, so to me, that was a bliss. Not having my phone, not having... Uh, I, I was next to nature. So every morning, I see like the paddy field, rice paddy field, the very nice mountain. And then on a rainy day, that's the, the most beautiful scene. I mm. wish I had my camera to capture. So it's like streams of water will be streaming down. And you just feel very comforted. Uh, mm. I really enjoyed that journey. Um, but it also helped me clarify, not immediately, but months later that I needed to end my relationship that mm. I just didn't work, you know. And, and 
And until today, it's just that mindfulness, right? Yeah, constant. Yes, so I can live without my phone, you know. If you don't hear me for like 10 days, yeah, you know why I am. <laughs> yeah, wow. There's a lot of powerful sharing here on the show. Like, you know, I can see your eyes all water and it makes my uh, eye water as well. Yeah. So there you go. So and thanks for sharing about your journey. I like the rock <laughs> thing, you know. I never knew that about you. You never told no, me. I didn't tell anyone because it was a very personal journey. And sure. You know, because of the recent events, now we talk about mental wellness. Yeah. But... Uh, privately, I've always shared with you mm. that there's so many times where I have to take care of individuals yeah. that it's just not reported and it makes me really sad. Uh, I talk about it in my book under the chapter Death uh, uh, in One Own's Hand. And I think mental wellness that is something that we should really focus on uh, and maybe make it part of the curriculum here in Singapore or something. Yeah, and, and I think mental wellness is, is something that we should... Uh, really pay attention during this COVID just mm. look at the number of <coughs> cases that uh, probably now recently it has yeah. been highlighted and like more more spotlight you know but over the years I can tell you that we do have an increase in yeah. the suicidal rates you know but you see there's also the Maslow's hierarchy of needs right when you have your basic needs and mm. survival mm. settled you can yep. put food on the table mm. you can afford to be more aware you can afford to think about yourself mm. but when most people are just there fighting fire every other day fighting mm. just to when's the next paycheck coming how am I going to pay the next bill yeah. uh, you know, how am I going to feed my kid or how am I going to survive tomorrow you are too distracted with your day to day survival needs to be able to take care of yourself mm. and so there's a lot of there's a lot of tips here that we could share but I think one of the ways that because now with COVID-19, a lot of businesses are affected yes. and why the, the rise of suicides and rise of uh, depression happens people cannot support themselves. Mm. So for this demographic of people who are just worrying about paying the bills, mm. no amount of self-awareness is going to settle the, mm. the pink slip. Mm. right? And that is where they find themselves in the loop and they cannot break out yeah. from. Yeah. So, which is why I always say that before we hit the crisis and the need to mm. be aware, perhaps a lot of, if, if you guys are hearing this and you have the, the luxury of peace time right now, mm. This would be a good time to kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's, it's really being true to yourself mm. and also knowing when to get help, right? And that asking for help is not something shameful. Why can't we be nice, right? Why can't... Why do we have this uh, bullies? I mean, I was bullied also for my name because I was really fat and, and my name back then was Mei Mei but then became Cho Cho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you this, but no. yeah, I became Cho Cho, okay? So everybody was like, oh, Cho Cho like Then it's like, hey, you're so beautiful. You're very beautiful. Then you'll be like... Yeah, so I, I kept quiet. I, I just hid it. I was bulimic for a while. I'm not afraid to talk about it because mm. I feel that we all can succumb to all this. Uh, not succumb, but to, to uh, strive, you know, wow. and to aim higher. Yeah, because you're better than what people think your reality, the reality of you yeah. is, right? So to all the bullies out there, boo boo, you know. I, I think karma also, karma, huh? maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a consolation. I like karma handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know. I now, read, now, I yeah. read somewhere, right? That someone said, um, "Let me drink this first." Mm-hmm. I read it somewhere that someone said, "Bullies don't remember that they bully you. Why should you remember about being bullied?" Nice. It's yeah, true. You know. So it's it's trying to say. Let it go. Yeah. And okay, so that being said, right? If you ask me, do I subscribe to that? I understand. I can repeat it verbatim. Mm. But I still to today at the age of whatever age I am today, <laughs> remember a comment that someone said when I was 16. Okay. So, 
we were all taking class photos, uh-huh. right? And he said, his name is Jonathan Lam, by the way. I remember his name, see? See <laughs> how much I remember, right? And he says, hey, Eugene, you don't take photo with us. Uh. Your nose so big, you cover the whole photo. <gasps> Holy shit. And he's not even a bully. I think he's just joking, right? Okay, okay. And so, yeah. so, so, I didn't take the photo. Lah. No way. And yeah, I didn't take the photo because, you know, then I started getting self-conscious about my yeah, nose yeah, yeah. and everything. And... Thankfully, there's this girl called uh, Pauline So who was my first official girlfriend. She says, no, I like a man with big nose. Then she sent me this clip that says, a big nose symbolizes a great man. Mm. And um, so years, like years after, right, uh, when, when I met this guy again, right, and I, we had dinner, like class gathering, and we were all like parents with kids already. Then I say, hey, John, remember the last time you said that my nose was so big, we cannot take photo. Now you want to take photo, ah? Like, I'm still very vindictive, right? Like, you know, part of me is still very bitter, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, huh? I said that, man. <laughs> no, like, I wouldn't say such a thing. I said, no, you did. It's like, how can you just say that you didn't do it? Like, you yes. know, now you've ruined my reality. Like, yes. I, I harbored that anger for all along. You you cannot say you don't remember, you know? Because I remember, right? right? But then it makes sense. Like, this quote says, Mm. You know, I, I thought about this. Well, the minute you shared this, it just reminded me of the, the monk story that I read hmm. years ago. Um, that you know there was an older monk and an elder monk and a young monk right and the both of them were supposed to like go to the mountains so as they come to the river bank the uh, older monk there was a lady who was trying to cross the river but she needed help so without a hesitation the elder monk said yeah hop on to my back and I will bring you over to the river uh, uh, over to the river and then the young monk was looking at the elder monk like Shifu why are you doing this no in his mind is like why is he doing this? He tell me not to touch. Nani so so putting. He's not supposed to touch the lady, but he's doing this. So after they reach the other end of the river, they she he let the the lady go, and then they bid goodbye. So they continue on their journey to the mountain. So along the the journey, you know, the young monk just keep <laughs> doing this thing in his head, yeah. which is what you're saying, right? And then seeing that the young monk was a bit disturbed, so the elder said to him, like, "What is wrong?" Mm. And he's like. You know, Shifu, you told me this is this. You're not supposed to touch. Nani, you're so, so putting. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to abstain from all this. But yet, you did it. Mm. And the elder monk just said, I left that lady at the riverbank and you're still holding on to it, right? So, so when I think of this, I feel like, wow, exactly what you shared, that he's not thinking about it, but you are. So I think sometimes we, we need to learn, but yet it's so difficult. Mm. But it's really just having that uh, that you know the four phrases that I mm. always talk about. Oh. Yeah, I thank you, I forgive you, I'm sorry, and I love you. Right. Mm. So even before I sleep every night, but you know, as as everything has to come to an important point, because I, I I still want to talk about it, even though <laughs> yeah, we we gone through so much today yeah. that you know I'm learning a new <laughs> Eugene altogether. You know, and we always talk about it that every one of us have different journey, mm. whether you're bullied or not, or you are the bully. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, mm. we all come to the same destination, right? <sighs> so Eugene Tay. How would you want your farewell to be? I know. I have been thinking about this ever since I met you. <laughs> yes, yeah, how? Since, when, ever, since, ever since I met you, I thought about dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, about, yes, <laughs> you, you can't leave that topic, right? Yeah. Every time I meet you, I talk about it so much. And, and you know that I have a Spotify list that says 
my funeral songs. Mm. So that's that's where I keep all my songs. So I have to I have to use a log. You need yeah, to no, I, I'll share. Right? It's, it's public. It's public so you can I'll, see. Yeah, yeah. I'll follow you again. Okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you know that in, I don't want the curry kueh and the, the noodle. Chubby hoon. Okay, no, no. Uh, I want chicken rice. Okay, chicken rice. Hainanese? Hainanese chicken rice. The one specifically from Katong Shopping Centre basement one. Okay, okay. Got it. So when I thought about funeral, I always thought about after I passed away. But it's only after listening to your other guests, yes. like Levy, for example, she mm. wanted a living funeral. Mm. And at the start of this conversation, we talked about living funeral. Correct. And now I changed my mind. I want a living funeral. Nice. And <laughs> I, I'm making it a point that every birthday I celebrate my birth yeah. is a time I will celebrate oh, a living funeral too. And nice. try to destigmatize the idea that funeral should only be celebrated at the end. Mm-mm-mm. But I do know the few things that I really want that okay. must have. Okay. I want to have a white coffin. White coffin, got it. Flowers? And I don't care too much about flowers. Okay. It's fine. Color? But the coffee must be white. It must. Be, there must be alcohol. Okay. Right? There must be lots of alcohol. Okay. Favorite whiskey. Uh, favorite alcohol. Uh, whiskey. whiskey. Whiskey and gin is fine. Red mm-hmm. wine. Uh, no white. No beer. I, I, I get very bloated. But I guess if you want to drink beer, they can drink. Uh, okay. Just that. Alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. There's got to be alcohol booze. Uh, and I want my coffin to have uh, like a knife on it, so that when you come down to my funeral, you don't have to write the guest book, which no one sees. Uh. You take the knife and you carve your name on my coffin. Oh, nice. So I want my coffin when it goes into the flame to look like, you know, it's badass. You know, oh, carvings yeah, 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 and yeah. signs <laughs> and quotes and stickers. Awesome. And I want that for my okay, coffin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and because nice. I've got to be so filled with alcohol that when I go into the furnace, mm. I just like sort of explode. <laughs> but uh, because I only, I only say that because I know Singapore, you cannot have burial. But if I really yeah, have a choice... You, you can. 15 years later, you just need to cremate no, again. But don't, uh, you don't want to mock I want... If I, if I had a chance, if, I have, if money is an issue, mm. I would like to buy my own piece of land and have a mausoleum. Nice. You know, okay. like gothic. Yeah. And I choose an inside. I'll keep all the stuff that I love. Mm. And I'll have my the doorway really short. Okay. So that when you come into my mausoleum, you have to actually bow and bend. <laughs> bow and go in. You know? And uh, I would like that. Uh, so... Do you want to make it... Like Eugene Tay outside the material. Yes, I, I want my statue to be erected. Okay. You know? And like uh, bulk Yeah, so so it's good it's not gonna be sculpt to, to reality. Okay, it's gonna okay. be sculpt to how I want it. The to, ideal. The ideal <laughs> and that's how people's gonna remember me in the future. Okay. History people remember history as how the victor has written it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna change my history. I see. When okay, I die. point taken. Yeah. What about the poor barriers? The Your my poor barriers will all have to be like Machos. Macho, so that like, they have to carry me and I'm the big boss, okay, you know? got it. So I want to be that, yeah. Okay, okay, point taken. So I, I, I remember all that, so now yeah. it's official. Yeah. So what about how would you like to be remembered? Uh, I, that's a tough one, actually. Mm. Because how I, I want to be remembered isn't going to be what reality is, mm. you know? Like, if I'm given a chance, because now you're asking me how do I want to yeah. be remembered, I might write my own memoir mm. and fudge it to the point where that's what I think I am as opposed to what people think I am. So how would you like write your own obituary? Here lies the greatest man on earth that no one knew about. Because mm. mm. I think I'm freaking awesome. Mm. But not enough people know that about me. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. More people know now. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that, that's been pretty much the how I would love to go. Like, mm. you know... The, the most underrated, the most... Like Nikola Tesla, he died mm. a pauper, mm. right? Uh, poor man and yeah. Edison took all his ideas and he became yeah. rich. But the memory of Nikola Tesla, when you look at his history and what he has done, mm. he is the real hero. But mm. unfortunately, he died very yeah. badly. Like, you know, mm. that's kind of a poor thing. But 
that whole underratedness that where people don't know how great you are until you die. Mm. I kind of like that. That's a very romantic notion to it. Yeah, and it's been really amazing, you know, but all good things have to come to an yeah. end. Yes. Um, but, you know, do tell our audience, like, where... Maybe you can give us some, like, little hint, like, what is your next project or... What is the exciting projects that you're working on and where okay. can they find more things about <laughs> your work which I don't dare to see yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, the scary stuff you can find on Supernatural Confessions mm. or supernaturalconfessions.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. Mm. Uh, that's where most people would know my works from. Yes. Uh, the next project I have is going to be something that you might enjoy as well. Mm. Uh, I'm calling it the Get Naked with Eugene Tay project. Ooh, very sexy. Uh, but it's some in line with what we talked about today and uh-huh. uh, I think keep look out oh you mean there's no naked guys well <laughs> for just a pre- for just a slow price of $9.99 you get to see my private channel on onlyfans.com <laughs> yeah so that's where you can find me supernaturalconfessions.com thealphamind.com uh, yeah that's kind of stuff that I do yeah yeah so thank you so much for tuning in today we had a really really good session yeah. that I'm sure that we have Eugene back again anytime soon yeah. but if there's anything that you would like to find out feel free to write us in the comments or what you would like to know about Eugene or what would you like to hear more about our show please share your comments as well and thank you so much Eugene for your time here today I really had a really great time you know thank you so much until our next episode dying to meet you see ya